Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to Star Wars Lads. Today, we are going to be giving you guys a review of the latest Star Wars adult novel. This is Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade by Delilah S. Dawson, the author behind Phasma and uh, Galaxy's Edge, Black Spire. This is her first work outside of that little Phasma duology, if you will. And uh, we're going to dive into all of our thoughts on this novel. Before we do so, make sure you hit that like button, you're subscribed to the channel, and you're commenting below letting us know what you thought of this novel. We're going to dive in full non-spoilers here. So if you haven't read the book, this is your chance to just hear our thoughts, maybe make a decision of your own if you'd like to pick it up. We did listen to this book via audio review copy from Del Rey. So our perspective is coming from the audiobook, and we'll give you guys a bit of a review of the audiobook as well in case you're an audiobook reader on top of being a, a novel reader. So we're going to dive into the book right now. Let's start with the narrative, Cynic. Let me know, how did you like the narrative of Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade? I liked it quite a bit. For me, a lot of the Star Wars books that I read, it's either all too much or it's unevenly paced. And I thought the pacing of this book was really strong. You understand why, like... You know, it stretches the book feel long and empty and a little upsetting for our main character because quite literally they're stopped. They're at a Jedi temple on Coruscant being forced to teach younglings as a sort of quasi punishment. And then when they're out in public, when they're out doing stuff, when they're letting their truest feelings come out, that really pushes the narrative extremely quickly at times, especially when it's more of a battle. So I think Delilah absolutely nailed the pacing and the weight of the storytelling it's very interesting to start this pre-attack of the clones when this was announced i was kind of expecting it to be more revenge of the sith late clone wars at best into dark times obviously there's a dark times material here but i didn't expect to see so much development here and i i don't know i, I think it's a fairly smart choice because you get to see Delilah's like writing style really flourishes because she gets really into her character's mindset. She gets really into how one person's feelings or lack of feelings about something, confusion starts pushing out further plot threads here and how you can see things are added up, how some things are kind of broken apart. Really appreciated that. It's, it's a, it's a really fun story seeing it from pre attack of the clones and seeing every small Nick, every, triumph immediately cut off by the jedi dogma by famous jedi that was that was very insightful as a mace windu hater absolutely another feather in my cap for why he's terrible with handling jedi of this era and a hypocrite but yeah as a whole great i think once the stuff happens with order 66 it's maybe a little quicker than where it was before i was really enjoying a little bit more of the deliberate pacing yeah i really like this i think if you were interested by like that one weird glimpse of like a black twilight red skin dark haired girl and the dark lords of the sith comic had some other stuff in the comic you're like yeah what were those inquisitors up to before the death this is a really strong starting point i don't think it explains everything in the story with them but it really shows why they're both so distinctly inquisitors and why they're attracted in this very nefarious way. Great storyline as a whole. 
I, I'm more personally a fan of more of the like first half or so because I think that stuff was what is unexpected for me. But everything else, even if it was a little bit understood already from other experiences with Inquisitors, I still think Delilah's writing style, the way she really takes these characters, was phenomenal. Yeah, to piggyback off of that, I did not read any summaries about this book. I didn't really know what it was about other than it was about Iskat Akaris, an Inquisitor we had seen in a short appearance in Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. And I did not expect this book to go all the way back to when she is a Padawan pre-Geonosis, pre-Attack of the Clones battle in, in uh, the arena. Like all of that stuff was really interesting and fascinating. I, and when we start the novel, I thought this is just going to be kind of a short flashback phase and we're going to get into the Inquisitor stuff faster than uh, you know you expect because the title of the book is Inquisitor and we don't. And I think once I got used to that, kind of the pacing of this book, the really for the first time seeing a full transition for a character from living, breathing Jedi to living, breathing Inquisitor. Like we've seen Trilla. I think that's the closest comparison we can get, but it's mostly in flashback, her connection to the Jedi here. We get to see her uh, Iskat as a Jedi with her failings and her, her frustrations with the Jedi order start to slowly transition into the Inquisitor we ultimately see her become. I thought that was really well written. Delilah S. Dawson, there is like a warning at the beginning of this book about the violence. Um, she is a wonderful violence writer. Like she's meant to write dark side stuff. She wrote Phasma and Phasma is also very gruesome, very violent and, and very descriptive in its gore. So she fits right at home with this type of character. Um, at, at times, you know, I felt like it could be a bit repetitive in the internal monologue. Sometimes Iskat would do something and she would come to the same conclusion about her actions like four times, but we'd hear it in three or four different chapters or paragraphs where she'd be thinking back to a moment. This is a, as a very, very self-conscious Jedi slash Inquisitor, maybe the most self-conscious Jedi we've ever seen. And she's constantly second guessing herself second guessing her actions what uh, what she's doing is that is it the right path and with that i think it's deliberately written but sometimes for me it was like okay i i get it she's she's second guessing that scene from six chapters ago again so anyway some of the, those i had a, a bit of a pacing problem i guess with the repetitiveness sometimes but it was deliberate but like you said order 66 i did mark that as a as a turning point moment for me because I did feel like it was kind of abrupt. Everything after is a bit faster paced. And yeah, it's. I think it's mostly because we already kind of know that she's an Inquisitor before the book starts. So you want to dive into what makes her an Inquisitor versus uh, what she's doing as an Inquisitor because that I, I think is probably a little less interesting in the grand scheme of things because we already know her ultimate outcome. It's how she makes it to the outcome. But the way Order 66 happens in this book without revealing any details I thought was a very, very quick scene. It's just a, it's a quick turn without, with a character who has second guessed herself like this entire book. She doesn't really second guess herself enough for me, I guess, post order 66. And there is a turn there. I thought it was interesting, but the writing in general is very strong. The way she, uh, Delilah S. Dawson works with words. She's a good wordsmith, very well describes action. And ultimately 
I thought this book was well-written and the narrative was strong, but it is, again, a character book first and foremost. So let's talk about those characters. We mentioned Iskatakara. She is the main character. Pretty much the entire book is from her POV. We don't really get any scenes that aren't from her perspective, but we also get a few other characters spread throughout the book. Most people are here and there throughout the book, but one of the main consistent, constant characters is the other Inquisitor, like you mentioned, the Black uh, Twi'lek from the Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith comic book, and his name is Tuwalin. So those are the two main characters we got here. Sonic, what were your thoughts on those two characters or any other ones that stood out to you throughout this novel? I think for me, Tuwalin, especially, just based on the visual look, I was expecting a little bit more of that personality to be a little bit more distinct immediately. It's very interesting to see we have a very self-critical, self-edited uh, character who's always looking back at moments and like, that was not right, or I have to school my face better, something like that. Tala is the only one that she really wants to be open with, be herself with. And yet he's in some ways even more insecure. He's even more like, I have to follow the dogma. I have to keep myself away from you because... This is for the best for my development to, to really understand what it means to be a Jedi during war and stuff like that. So Twalin was interesting for me in that sense because his personality is, is kind of came and went, especially in that first step. It's that really after Order 66 that I'm like, okay, a little bit more stable. I can kind of understand what's going there. It's a tough one because I think my next most interesting character was also Sember for being that perspective the attack the clones timeline a little bit into the battle of geonosis where she dies she kind of opens up the pandora's box of like okay this is a another person of your species pharaoh like oh i supposed to protect her all this and that probably not this he's got all these flaws like it's hilarious to, me to see that character even in death still criticizing the pat her padawan like ah oh, she still is like so angry and she always she's trying so hard but she's still bad at it it's like oh, wow i can see how all these characters especially sember for being a constant presence broke down, <laughs> broke her down like made her so upset that the turn was almost too easy for her right it was just like uncouple the last chains that she's been fighting so hard against especially as she became more of a jedi knight I don't know if I would necessarily say I love Iskat. I think I like her a lot more as a Jedi Knight during her Jedi storyline because there's still that like that hope that maybe she could hold back. Maybe it is that maybe going to this dark side so easily is just a way for her to improve herself and then eventually she's still that good person. But she's not. And that turn is concrete. It's just a little too fast for me. And this one necessarily because of like an immediate overwhelming trauma this was just how like the jedi order's dogma and structure chips away at you even the best people we and all these jedi that we hear adigali and all these people that are in her circle that she has positive experiences with she also has negative ones and seeing them chip back at iscat it's pretty interesting also a slight kiati mundi hater so i like this scene where he just raised his tufted white eyebrow and Iskat was like immediate, like, oh, I've done something wrong. I said the wrong thing here to another Jedi Master. So I, I, I guess that's probably the best part about her character. She always finds a way to blame someone else and be upset with that. And I'm not saying that she doesn't have the experiences to justify that, but it was it's almost too easy the way she went about it. So I say those are my top three. Uh, 
the other ones kind of came and went. There was that Hiso guy uh, who wasn't a Jedi near the temple. Was in some ways kind of like pushing her towards becoming that version that she loved. The one that kills, the one that's a machine, the one that she doesn't want to admit immediately, but loves being. I wish there was a little bit more of that. I think that was really fun to see. But by the second half of the story, it's kind of gone. Yeah, it's got... This is a really interesting novel in general, just because, and I'm trying to think in Star Wars canon, I can't really pinpoint more than two, three other Star Wars novels and canon, especially that have been entirely from one character's perspective. And and that is also a tribute to Delilah S. Dawson's writing that she's able to convincingly portray it. But there's also like a, a frustrating push and pull here, which is definitely intentional. And I commend Delilah S. Dawson for doing this. It's because we, we know how other characters are perceived throughout this uh, entire story, right? We know how Obi-Wan is perceived in the films, we know how Mace Windu or Yoda or Kiari Mani or Adigali or characters like you're mentioning, Eth Koth, are, are portrayed in other media, but yet we see this all from Iskot's perspective and we want to all kind of slap her and go, you know, look at it from the, like this other way, get your head, like, like snap out of it and see the other side. And, and I think that's something that's so interesting about this novel and about her as a character is, is we really live and breathe her and i thought she was really well written again like i said she's very self-conscious and insecure and uh, at times that can be grating on the reader but it is also intentional and we're supposed to be feeling those insecurities and and being frustrated with how self-conscious <laughs> scott is and then see her transform from completely insecure about every little action she makes into the very self uh, self-aware powerful strong independent inquisitor and i thought that arc worked really really well i do think twalen was the most interesting character uh, especially a lot of what is not written you know we we get a lot of pull from him about these little cracks in his facade that he puts up of being trying to be this perfect jedi of trying to shove away characters like iscott or anybody else who might be detracting him from what he envisions is the perfect part of the Jedi dogma or the Jedi creed. Again, the problem with the dogmatic nature of the Jedi at this time, those expectations, the weight of all that, plus the war going on, I think you really feel it on Tuolan almost more than any character in this book. And a lot of it is the caps in between times we see him. And I thought that worked really well. Uh, it, it's a, he's a character that now I would love to see uh, Delilah S. Dawson write maybe a companion novella. It doesn't have to be as long as this one, because this is a fairly long book and I enjoyed always catching up with that character. So both characters I thought were fascinating, uh, but Iscott is the one that both stands out, but also feels like there's the least to talk about with her because we feel her all the whole book, right? She, she's there all the time. She doesn't have that like one big punch, that big impact where Twellen has those more sporadic scenes. So when he does something that's unexpected, we don't see it coming as much as we see Iskat coming because we see every single thing she thinks about. And so I thought both characters were really real, well written. Again, I think that is the strength of this novel is the writing. It's it's so strong in its writing. The pacing is the cu couple things I had a problem with. Let's get into our overall results here, Cynic. Give me a score out of five for Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade. What were your final thoughts on this novel? I think I came in after, especially after last year's, run of those three big novels from Del Rey, I was like, okay, this is not threading new grounds, not filling in something that we haven't already filled in. 
it just felt like an obligation to bring the Inquisitors back to their original text form, which was these books, and having them be evolved so differently from then and then to now come back to that medium. I was like, yeah, sure, that's cool. It felt like an obligation by the end. But then when I actually got to sit down, listen to it, it was great. I think having not even mentioned it, just having every chapter start with a little minor key offbeat little sound effect really primed me too for the slow descent chipping away of Iscat's character. I thought as a whole, especially as an audiobook, the narrative was pretty strong. This, this being a female-led book, female narration, when all these characters were quite strong, I did find her Yoda a little humorous, though not, not necessarily as gruff as I wanted it to be. My only thing is the pacing feels so deliberate and works with the character until the Order of 66 turn, and that just feels like a snap. I was hoping that to be like another big explosive trauma on top of it, but that just kind of felt like, oh, I found the key to unlocking who I am instead of just once I come out of it, then I'm fully an inquisitor. I'm, I'm fully changed and all that. And she doesn't really have that. So I think maybe that's my only real flaw of the story. But this is great. I think overall, I would give this a 3.75 out of 5. Similar thoughts to for me. I thought this book was very surprising. I had no expectations for this. I think there were a lot, a lot of the non-High Republic books that were announced this year from Star Wars. I, I felt like at the beginning of the year, I could kind of give or take them, you know, like there, there wasn't anything like last year, like you were mentioning Brotherhood or Shadow of the Sith that was just screaming out, like, I got to read that. And with Inquisitor, I had a lot of higher, a lot higher expectations than most of these non-High Republic releases because it was dark side related and I always hope for good dark side stories. But we've seen so much Inquisitor stuff. I just felt like it was going to be a run of the mill traditional Inquisitor story. And I, I should have guess that with Delilah's Dawson, we're going to get something very brutal and very, very intriguing. I thought this book was borderline great. There were, again, a couple pacing problems. I think I would have lengthened out the third act or the third part. There, This book is divided into three parts. I would have stretched it out a bit more and really gotten under the skin of the title Inquisitor. Uh, I think we get the Rise of the Red Blade part, but the Inquisitor part could be developed a bit more. I won't spoil what the epilogue is, but that just felt kind of sudden with the ending of the novel. I feel like you could have left that out and we it could have just been something we touched on here in the future and maybe an, an extra spinoff thing uh, that I don't know if it quite goes with the way the rest of the novel ends. Those were my two biggest criticisms. Other than that, extremely good writing. So yeah, I'm really, I'm struggling. <laughs> I think I want to give it I think I want to get a 3.85. Just going to go slightly up from you. I'm really close to a four, honestly, because this book really surprised me. Uh, but there were a couple things that I think overall, I can't put it as high as some of the other things I've given a four in the past. But I would highly recommend you read this. And again, the, the audiobook is very good. I wouldn't say it's more exceptional than other audiobooks I've listened to, but it's definitely on par with most of the high, high quality that Del Rey Audio Department puts out. Uh, it is always very, very good. So if you're interested in checking it out, make sure you do so. Inquisitor, the Rise of the Red Blade is a very good novel and a good one to read during your summer if you'd like to check out a Star Wars book. But that's going to do it for our review here of this novel. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we just wrapped up our coverage for the High Republic Phase 2. We have so much stuff out. If you're interested in Star Wars books and you're just finding this for the first time, check out our High Republic playlist for Phase 2. We did a full reading guide for Phase 2 and Phase 1. 
We did reviews of every single thing in phase two. So check all that out. We also have reviews for pretty much every single Star Wars book that comes out. So if you're interested in Star Wars novels, and you want to see more from us, more reviews from us, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Also comment below if you've read this novel. Let us know what you thought. If you haven't, let us know if you're going to pick it up. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you all next time.